Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Josefa Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 Episode eighty-seven. Welcome everybody. Today it's just me. It's Jasper. Uh, I am in Thailand yeah, on a cool little island called Koh Lanta. And I'm not interviewing anyone today. Today I wanted to get into a few different topics. I want to kind of update you guys on what I'm up to, what I'm working on. And first of all, I wanted to start with a Fiverr service that I recently started. It's a service where I check uh, listings of Airbnb hosts on 17 different aspects and I send them a report with suggestions on how to improve. Now, I've, I've already done about 65 and I noticed that most of the Airbnb hosts that I reviewed, they all make the same mistakes. So I figured it'd be interesting for you guys uh, for me to sort of go through the most common mistakes that I see and also give some suggestions on, on how you can improve. So let's get into that first. So the Airbnb listing check, I start with the pictures because pictures are the most important part of your listing. So the first thing I look at is quality. Now generally, the quality of the pictures that I see are typically pretty good. I think most people these days are aware of the photography service that Airbnb has and most people take advantage of it. And if they don't, they usually have pretty good pictures that, they, that they've taken themselves. I do see the, the odd iPhone picture in, in there sometimes, but the, even the iPhone has a pretty good camera now. So overall, it's, it's pretty good. But what people do forget is they don't add enough pictures. They add a lot of pictures of their house, but they typically forget to add pictures of the neighborhood and the activities that guests can enjoy while staying at, at their place. And this is something that's that's also important, especially if one of the sort of best aspects of your listing is the location, then you definitely want to show people what they can do there because people aren't going to sit in your house the whole day. They're going to go out. They're going to go to little cafes. They're going to go to restaurants. They're going to do activities. And so you definitely want to add plenty of pictures of what people can do when they stay at your house. And sometimes if the activity is actually the highlight of your listing, let's say, for example, I, I reviewed a listing that was close to Disneyland, right? So the reason that people stay at that house is because they want to go to Disneyland. So then it makes sense to put your first picture, put a, a picture of a, of a famous activity in, in Disneyland. Because when people are searching for accommodation when they go to Disneyland, now that's obviously like what they're interested in doing. So I think that would make sense. But most of the time, I, I do think you want to include, um, sort of put the first picture you want it to be the pi a picture of your house 
and it should be a picture, the best picture that you have, you know, what's the best aspect of your house. Um, but, uh, but in some occasions, some, some, let's say you have like an amazing view or something, then you could, uh, you could think about putting that picture first. Now, you can also get really creative with your pictures. One thing that I did recently, and one of my members, in one of the members in my Airbnb Academy Facebook group, Evelyn, she, she shared a number of tools that make it really easy to create a floor plan. And I've always had a floor plan, but you know, I, I drew it, so it doesn't look very good because I'm not very good at drawing. So I used this tool called Floor Planner, and it's a free tool. And it's it's really cool. You can create amazing floor plans, and it, it's very easy to use. So I think it only took me about an hour or so to make mine. And it looks much better than the one that I used before. So shout out to Evelyn Badia, and thank you for, for sharing this. Um, another thing you can do is you can you can take a screenshot of your Wi-Fi speed because fast internet these days is very important for people who travel. So, you know, you can say on your listing that your internet is really fast, but a more credible and more accurate way of showing your internet speed is just to go to speedtest.net, run a speed test and take a screenshot of the results and then post that as a picture. So... There's all sorts of uh, ways to get creative with the pictures, but I think the most important ones are showing showing some pictures of the area, your favorite spots, your favorite restaurant, your favorite bar, uh, and the activities that your guests can enjoy one, when they're staying at your place. Now, another thing that people tend to forget is to create captions for their pictures. And if they do, it's typically it's typically very factual. It's like, you know, you see a picture of a bedroom and then it says bedroom or it says, you know, in the, the living room, it will say living room, uh, uh, couch plus TV or something. Yeah, and that's just not, doesn't sound very appealing. It's, it's too factual. So what you want to do is you want to you just write a sentence that describes the experience that your guests can have in the picture, right? So, for example... You know, I have a picture of my balcony, and then instead of saying, oh, there's a balcony with a table there where you can sit, I say something like, you know, after a long day of sightseeing, uh, my balcony offers a perfect place to have a cold beer and enjoy the, the late afternoon sun. So when people read that, they're going to think, hey, that sounds good. I kind of want to have a cold beer in the afternoon sun. Let's book this place. Cool, let's go to the description and start with the title. Uh, I still see a lot of unappealing titles. So what you want to do is you want to really think what is the best aspect of your listing? Why? What's the number one reason that people should stay at your place? That should be in your title. Also, it's good to target a specific audience. So for example, I... I have a, a house where with two bedrooms and, and the bedrooms are separated and there's out, two outside walls in between. So it's, you know, there's a lot of privacy. You won't, you won't be hearing necessarily what the other couple is doing in the other bedroom, which is something that a lot of people appreciate. So that's why I chose the title Perfect for Couples. And so what happens is when couples are searching on, the, on, on Airbnb and they see this title, they see perfect for couples they're immediately gonna think hey we're a couple this listing is perfect for us let's check it out so 
you know, think about what type of guests do does your house fit? You know, what what's what what's your audience? And also, you can think about what type of demographic you want to attract. Um, so, you know, you, it might be uh, in my case, it's couples. In your case, it might be families. It might be. Uh, older people might be younger people might be singles i don't know it could be anything but at least you know you should think about it and and maybe incorporate that in your title moving on to the description summary again it's typically a little bit factual so the description summary is that is the little bit of text that's right below the the the, the your listing pictures it's i think it says about this listing and this is a really good place to to just in a couple sentences describe why people should stay at your place. So again, I see a lot of factual uh, summaries. So again, try to uh, focus on the experience and not the facts. Um, and also highlight your uh, your space, um, the, the best features as well. The description details, that's sort of the, uh, the stuff that you can write uh, below. So it's like the space and, and what your guests have access to, the neighborhood, etc., now, most people um, uh, write a pretty good description, but the one thing that most people forget is to make it a little bit easy to read. You know, I see a lot of long texts, and those are not very appealing. Uh, you know, when you look at uh, like 20 sentences without any white spaces, then it, it, it feels like a lot of investment to start reading that, right? So what you want to do is you want to create short paragraphs and put a white line in between each paragraph. And every paragraph should be about two or three lines. And then you can also use bullet points. Use like little stars and arrows, dashes, etc., just to make certain things stand out and to make it more digestible. Now, fairly recently, Airbnb has implemented a um, functionality to include the bed details. So if you go to manage listing and then listing basics and you scroll all the way down, you'll see a section where you can specify exactly what type of bed you have. And I think this is definitely a no-brainer to add that because it makes your listing more accurate and people people want to know what kind of bed they're going to sleep in, right? I mean, sleeping is very important when you're traveling. A comfortable night, a good night of sleep is, uh, is, is worth a lot. So definitely make sure to specify what type of beds you have. The next thing I wanted to talk about is the pricing. And I think this is the number one thing that most people are still missing out on a lot of income. I, I still see a lot, I, I'd say probably about 50% of the listings that I've looked at, people still charge the same price for the same day. So what's, what's going to happen if you do that? Well, demand for your space will vary over time. Right, and there's there's going to be a high season, there's low season, and there's maybe peak dates as well, like Christmas, New Year's, etc. So if you charge the same price, then what happens when demand is high? You're going to be fully booked, but you're you're undercharging. You know, let's say you're charging a hundred dollars for every single day throughout the year. Now, in in uh, during high season, you might be able to charge 150 or maybe even 200. Who knows, right? So. In high, during high demand times, you'll be fully booked, but you're missing out on, on extra income because you're not charging enough. And then during the low season, maybe during the winter, you won't be fully booked because $100 is actually too much. So the, during those times, you may want to lower it. Now, the same is true for weekdays versus weekends and, and also special dates that I mentioned. Now, it's not just Christmas, by the way. It could also be 
if there's a conference in town or a big music festival. So you really want to adjust those prices to demand, and this can significantly significantly improve your income. There's a reason why hotels do this. You know, you go on Booking.com and you fill in some different dates in your area, and you'll see that the prices vary a lot. Now, by the way, in Booking.com, you can also see the percentage of rooms that are booked during a certain time. So it's also a good indication of what the uh, what the demand is during those times, how many people are visiting your area. But to be honest. Calculating all this stuff yourself is pretty hard. I, I tried it uh, for a while and uh, it takes a lot of time and it's, it's just really, there's too many variables, you know, there's too many factors for you to, to be able to calculate a, uh, an optimal price. So the better way to do it is, first of all, you can use the price tips that Airbnb provide. Now, I think using those is a lot better than just charging the same price or trying to figure something out yourself. But what I've seen so far uh, is I don't think that it the, the pricing tips are you know, very good. I mean, they're, they're better than doing it yourself, but they, I think they could definitely be, be improved. So what I, what I personally use is I use an automated pricing app. Uh, I use Beyond Pricing. And what Beyond Pricing does is they connect to your calendar and they automatically update all the prices. Now, how do they calculate the prices? Well, they have a team of data scientists who use all sorts of stats like visitor data and uh, even like airline, like uh, sold seats on airlines. They use hotel bookings. They use other Airbnb listings. So they have all this, this data and they have all these smart people and they have all these algorithms that the that they use to determine the best price. So I've been using it and my income has definitely gone up. So I mean, I really recommend either use Beyond Pricing or Everbooked. Everbooked is uh, is also really good. Uh, it's it's uh, it's just not available in Europe, so I, I can't use it. But um, I definitely recommend uh, you, you check those out. Now, there's another one called Price Labs. I have no experience with it, but it it is available worldwide. I think so. If you are if you are in an area where Everbooked or Beyond Pricing is not available, then I do recommend uh, you use Price Labs. By the way, if you want to try Everbooked or Beyond Pricing, just go to getpaidforyourpad.com/blog, and if you look at one of my blog posts, you'll see you'll see a bunch of banners in the sidebar. And uh, if you if you use those links, you'll you get some extra uh, benefits. Like for Beyond Pricing, you get an extra sixty dollar credit, and for Everbooked, you get three months free trial instead of instead of one month. And I also get a small commission. So if you do use the links, then thank you very much for the support. You can also just use our code uh, GPFYP for Everbooked and GP4YP for Beyond Pricing. All right, so let's move on to the listing features. Most people have instant book enabled, which is good, but what a lot of people forget is to add a guidebook to the listing. So if you go to manage listing, your guest resources guidebook, you can specify some local recommendations. And there's no reason not to do this. I'm sure that Airbnb looks at these things when when they you know calculate the search ranking, but also uh, it's just... Um, it just shows that uh, that you are knowledgeable about your area, and I think local recommendations is it's one of the reasons why people stay in Airbnb places, right? They want to get those local recommendations. So 
Airbnb provides you with the functionality to use it, and uh, I mean to to provide people to provide your guests with this information, so you should use it. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about is responding to reviews. I'd say 75% of the listings that I've looked at, people do not respond to reviews, or they only respond when they have a bad review. Now, responding to reviews takes maybe like 10, 15 seconds, but it really communicates that you're that you're a good host. Now, just imagine you're using Airbnb. Imagine you're a traveler, you're a guest, and you're looking at some listing, and you notice that uh, that the that the host responds to all the reviews. Now, that gives off a really good impression of the host. You know that. I mean that 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 means the host is like active, it's engaged, and so when you're staying with the host, you can expect the host also to be uh, engaged when when you're there. Like if you have an issue, if there's any problems then um, that person is probably going to help you. So it just communicates uh, a lot of good things and it doesn't take very much time, so there's really no reason not to do it. All right, let's move on to the profile. Most people have a pretty good picture of themselves, but where most people can improve is really the profile content. I've I've seen a lot of profiles that are either empty or it's like one paragraph. Now, the reason why the profile is important is because you know, when people stay with Airbnbs because they want to stay with a, p- a real person versus in a hotel, right? And so they also want to know, like, who is this person that I'm going to be staying with? So the more you, you, the more you communicate about yourself, the better the chance that the potential guest can sort of relate to you and get to know you a little bit. And I think that really improves the chance that, uh, that you, you get a booking inquiry. And, you know, you really want to write as much as possible because you never know what catches the reader's eye, right? So more is definitely better. Um, but do at least like three or four paragraphs. Write a little bit about yourself, about your hobbies, about your interests, and, and also talk a little bit about why why you're an Airbnb host. You know, what, what do you love about Airbnb? All right, moving on to references. Now, references are, are not that important, I think, especially if you have reviews. But if you're just starting out and you don't have any reviews yet, it, it is important to to build a little bit of trust and you can you can do that by adding some references. It's better to have a couple people who are vouching for you than to have nothing at all. Now, if you, uh, if you want me to look at your listing, um, the my service is available on Fiverr. You just go to Fiverr.com. So Fiverr, is, it's, uh, it's F-I-V-E-R-R. And if you search for Airbnb, my service will be on, on the number one spot. Uh, it's, it has a thumbnail of a, little, of, a, of a video that I recorded. So it's, it's just five bucks, and I'll send you a, a custom report. Um, I'm probably going to um, bump the price soon because you know it takes me about 10, 15 minutes to go through your listing, and... Uh, so five bucks is is not a lot of money, especially since Fiverr takes one dollar. So I only make four bucks per listing. So uh, you know I'm I'm gonna bump the price at some point, um, but I just wanted to do it now uh, for you know for people in the community, and also to sort of build my reputation on Fiverr, so that I can uh, I can sell more Airbnb related services later. All right, so moving on to the next topic, which is the next version of the book. So I've been writing a lot recently. And, um, you know, I get a lot of emails from people in the Airbnb community with questions. And uh, I've also, Airbnb has changed a lot of stuff on the, on the website. 
And so the book uh, that was launched in August 2014, I feel like it's a little bit outdated now. So I want to update it. And uh, I'm adding a lot of extra content. And some of the stuff that I'm going to be adding is I'm going to talk about uh, I have a chapter specifically for Airbnb hosts who are renting their place. Because there's a difference between renting and owning, right? If you're renting your place, you 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 have to deal with your landlord, which which can be quite tricky. So I'm going to get into that. I'm also going to talk about areas where there's not so much like tourist visits, areas that are, that are sort of outside the major cities and, and tourist areas. So that's the question that I get from a lot of people. They say, well... You know, I, I'd love to do Airbnb, but I don't think if my my location is very good, you know, I don't think there if there's a lot of visitors to my area. So I'm going to talk about how you can figure out if there's demand and also what you can do if there's not enough demand on Airbnb, like how you can list on some other uh, platforms as well. I'm also going to dive into some taxes and legal issues. Um, specifically, taxes, I'm going to talk about uh, uh, taxes in the U.S., I uh, can't really talk about taxes in every country because that would be too much. But uh, since most people in the community are uh, from the U.S., um, I decided to uh, to do a chapter on taxes for U.S. hosts. So we're going to talk about how you can deduct expenses. A lot of people don't know this, but you can. There's a lot of expenses that you can deduct. Um, I'm also going to talk about some creative ways to do Airbnb. And I'm going to talk about what you can do to make your Airbnb business safer. And, you know, this is a big concern for people who are just starting out. They are worried that people are going to destroy their house or steal their stuff. So I'm going to give some tips on how you can sort of minimize the chance that that will happen. Now, that's not all. I'm, I'm adding like a lot of other stuff as well. But these are sort of like the main points that I wanted to mention. Now, I also want to mention that as you know, I interview people on this podcast, right? I interview Airbnb hosts. And if if you want to be a guest on the show, then all you need to do is send me an email at jasper at getpaidforyourpet.com and include a short er- overview of your Airbnb exp- experience. And maybe just mention why you think that your experience would be interesting for the listeners. Because I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm always looking to share interesting stories. So feel free to reach out to me. Um, and in general, if you have a question, uh, you can always email me. Uh, I always love hearing from uh, from everybody. And uh, I'm getting da- emails on a daily basis now, which is really cool. Uh, I am very uh, grateful for that. I reply to every single email within 24 hours. So even if you don't have a question, but you just want to say hi, uh, feel free to, uh, to send me an email. The last thing I want to mention is I'm doing a daily video it's called a vlog on my facebook page not on the get paid for your pad facebook page but on my um traveling dutchman facebook page so i i also have a travel blog for those who don't know it's called the traveling dutchman and um you know i've been traveling for the last six years and uh, so i haven't had a, a home so to speak uh, for the last six years. I mean, I do have my apartment in Amsterdam, of course, that I rent out, but I'm only there like two, three, maybe four times a year. So, you know, the the, the biggest part of the year I'm traveling and um, I'm often traveling together with other people. There's a whole community now. They're called digital nomads. And uh, these are people that work from their laptop, just like I do. And they make their money that way. And, you know, they they just uh, stay typically in 
in warm countries like right now i'm in thailand kolanta i'm actually uh, doing a co-working camp with 15 other digital nomads so it's really cool we're kind of like helping each other out with our businesses and doing all sorts of cool activities but i want to give people uh, a bit of an insight of like what 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 does that life look like like when you're constantly on the road so i decided to do record a one video a day and i don't do any editing i literally just take out my iphone and start recording and it could be anything random like today i recorded uh, a, a, a small video because uh, i ran into the, like this really cool hermite crap and hermite crabs are, are really awesome now they these are crabs that have they carry around little a little shell that they can crawl back into and there's extremely cute so i picked it up and i was just talking about it for a while but uh yeah, if you want to check out my videos, uh, go to the travelingdutchman.com. Uh, no, not travelingdutchman.com. You go to my Facebook page, which is called The Traveling Dutchman. Or you can also go to my YouTube channel, which is also called The Traveling Dutchman as well. All right, so that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed the show and thank you for listening. And of course, next week on Monday, I'll be back with another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. Get paid for your pet, get paid for your pet, get paid for your pet. Get paid for your